Hello everybody, my name is Victoria Zubike and I would like to say welcome to today's CPI Youth Champions podcast. So, the last time we all met, I talked to you about the power that you have to change your life and to help change everyone else's life. And the, the biggest tragedy about losing your power is in not knowing that you had it in the first place. So tonight, we're going to show you how you've got more power and more voice than you could ever imagine. And together, we're going to help create better outcomes for people. My name is Victoria Zubike. I'm the founder of the US program. Victoria, hearing Nadine talk about the CPI youth champions how do you interpret that concept it's just amazing i'm really excited for tonight it's amazing to see some of the girls from she who dreams back here today so yes we're really excited one thing you'd like government to do for the cpi youth champions i think it's really to take on board what these girls here have to say and really look into supporting initiatives like the us program or more grassroots organizational schemes that are looking to support the next generation of future leaders good to see you so just a show of hands would be really interesting to know your how many first year a level students are there here and how many people here have, have got a clear view on what they want to do in the future beyond A-levels? I want to go into civil service. Good choice. Well done. Uh, anybody else? Hi, guys. I'm Amy. It's really nice to meet you all. I'm Angel. I'm Jessica. I'm Claudia. Great. So the question that we're looking at here is how do you feel about the people in government? I feel like sometimes government, like if we're, like when you say government, if we're taking into account like MPs specifically, I feel like sometimes they can be quite disconnected with the public and what the public needs, especially like the youth, like we are. Um, sometimes they don't understand or they just look at issues that are quite important to like the older generation. Yeah. I feel like most of the time the government don't understand what's actually happening like in the country, especially in London where you've got like knife crime and everything. I think that the government is like it, they're not they don't seem like they're trying to understand. They're like taking it from like a very narrow perspective of what they're seeing. So they tell people like don't hold a knife, but they don't understand why they're holding a knife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like carrying on for what from what Angel said, they're not connected enough. Like, they don't listen to the youth and what they've got to say enough. Like, they listen to the older generations way more than the youth. But we're the ones that actually, like, live in, and if we're stating a problem, it should be just as important as, like, what the older people think is a problem. Do you have any sort of examples of where you think government or sort of public services have acted well or that you think like they should do what they should do more of or that you've experienced at all in, in the sort of services that you've you've had i feel like as the younger generation we don't really or like as the public in general we don't really see a lot of what the government does like we hear about the problems but we don't really hear about a lot of the solutions that are made in like solving those problems yeah, um, and even if we do hear about the solutions, we never really actually see the effects of those solutions. So, yeah. You have a sort of different, a different opinion between like local government and national government? I feel like the government in parliament, they're very elitist some of the time, so they don't understand a lot of maybe the working class problems that there are in society. I feel like the local government can sometimes be more connected mm. with um, the constituencies that they work with or the people that they work with just because they're personally like responsible for those 
those group of people and so they feel more personally inclined to bring their problems forward whereas the government they kind of deal with the country as a whole and so they don't necessarily care about each individual and each individual's needs they care sometimes only for the minority and not the majority I think that Theresa May's job is really hard, especially now you're seeing with Brexit and everything, her cabinet are not like agreeing with her, they're split. So I think that it's easier to say that the government needs to do this, the ones in parliament need to do this and that. But if we were put in the position of Theresa May and we had to make these decisions, it will be very, very hard because we don't understand how much work and effort goes into that. Yeah, that's like, because there's so much like pressure on her, I think it's like more of the local government's job to look at what like individual needs more than like overall when Theresa's May got so much on her mind about like the country as a whole. So, yeah. I mean, what more do you think that the national government could do to connect better with you? I feel like take our opinions into consideration a lot. Like, for example, for petitions, like... I know there has to be like a specific number, but even when you reach the specific number, I don't feel like they're considered enough. For example, wasn't it a petition to like redo the Brexit thing? Did it reach enough votes? You know, it did reach enough votes, but nothing happened. You don't know, nothing happened. So, not taking our opinion into consideration. Well, I just wonder if you've ever thought of texting your MP because MPs have handles or or Twitter or ever just engaging in any of these public campaigns through social media. I've emailed my MP once and I actually did not receive a reply. So that was quite disheartening. What was it about? It was about like public waste and fly tipping, rubbish on the streets. Mm. I've also emailed my MP as well and didn't reply. I was emailing about like the my local area is like very it's not protected enough, like with in terms of like police and other things on the street. So I was emailing them and I didn't get a reply. So I think that in general through social media, everyone says you can do this through social media, but it's actually really hard for them to reply and to reach you. I haven't emailed my MP because I feel like they wouldn't reply. Like, I've heard it's okay, hard to get a reply, so, so I didn't try. I want to be a CPI youth champion because I feel like that it will help me to help the government better connect with the youth and really get to grips with what they need and their, yeah, their desires. I want to be a CPI youth minister because I feel like it will help me get into contact with the government and what they actually do to help us and see how hard or how easy maybe their job is. I want to be a CPI youth minister to better the communication between the younger generation and the government and to see what actually the government, like the roles it has to do and how it works. I'm Nadine Smith. I'm the Global Director of Communications at the Centre for Public Impact. And it's important for me and for all of us working here that if we're going to try and make government effective, then we need to ensure that we understand what that means for all parts of society. So that means particularly for those that feel disconnected from government. We've been organising a programme where people can become youth champions for CPI because we feel that young people are the least heard, don't have the information about how to connect with government and have some of the best ideas. And I think we can do government a really big favour by helping them to hear young people better and we can do young people a favour by listening and really, really hearing what their ideas are about how we can build stronger relationships. And we had over 20 youth or young women from BAME backgrounds in London here tonight. We had various breakout sessions. It was amazing how the questions that we were asking them that related to their current relationship with government, what public services can do to help them, and how they want to be more involved as citizens, 
of the United Kingdom, they had absolutely tons of ideas. It, it wasn't as hard as I thought it might be to get the conversation going. It's clear we have a lot more that we can do. And I think the appetite is quite clearly give us some more please. So we want to get give these young women the confidence, the power and the tools to go out and spread the word that government is going to listen and their voices will be heard. The young women here come from an initiative called the US Programme. It helps young women fulfil their dreams. It's run by Victoria Zebuke. Victoria, so I'm the founder of the programme. So we're just getting ready for something called She Who Dreams, which is a pro. It's an event all about helping young females between 15 to 19 understand how they can achieve their dreams and become all they want to become. So my story starts on a council estate in North London, Islington. I've lived for a majority of my life. And growing up, there were certain struggles I faced. And it wasn't until when I went to university and I realised... Wow, I go to a really good university, Warwick University, and I realised, wow, like I wish there were more girls like me here. And when I mean that, I mean council states, state school, free school meals. So backgrounds where it's normally difficult for us to climb up the ladder and to succeed. And when I was there, I realised, you know what, I need to do something like this and bring something back to my community to help these girls understand that they can dream beyond their wildest dreams, that they should not let a postcode or where they live stop them from achieving their fullest potential. Hi, my name's Lena and my dream is to make a change in the world. Hi, my name is Erisa. To dream is big, but my dream is to be someone here and to contribute to the community. Hi, my name is Marianne, and my dream is to be a medical doctor, a part-time model, and maybe one day a motivational speaker. Hi, my name is Carol, and my dream is to become an alias teacher. This wasn't forced in any way, it was just waiting to come out of them. It was on unlikely issues, for instance, street litter mm. and, and dumping mm. of things by mm. the side of the road, mm. as, as well as perhaps the more obvious ones about education, education mm. cuts, mm. Uh, youth groups, and also crime rose its head. Yeah. But litter was amazingly there in the conversation. The fact that some of the street lighting hadn't been replaced and the fact that rubbish hadn't been collected really did bother them. It added to a sense that nobody cares and that, that in turn they felt was contributing to antisocial behaviour and even some more serious crime. So absolutely doesn't surprise me at all. And it's a terrible shame that local governments seem so cash strapped, strapped for cash and, and unable to do the basics like clean the streets, replace the street lighting. Some of them were saying tonight, we feel petrified going home, it's winter, it's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. Does anyone care that we're having to walk down the street in pitch dark, black nights? I mean, they feel like that at 17. I feel like that at my age. So, and, and I'm significantly older than that. And I know that even, you know, tonight letting them go, I'm thinking, are they going to be all right? They're thinking, am I going to be all right? And these things matter. Like, these things make them think, does anyone care? I'm Sanzida, and our group were discussing how within the government we don't feel like we have many role models that we can relate to. Obviously, the cabinet and the government isn't quite representative of our population, especially in London, with 44% of the entire population of London not being white. And as BME individuals... We don't feel like the government's le legislation and their, and their principles and what they enforce onto our country and us as the youth, 
they don't represent what we feel and we don't have a say in how our education system is run and also how us as, I mean, I guess you could say as us with people with protective characteristics, there is, there is that polarity between sort of the privileged... <laughs> um, so the privileged mindset and then sort of like living as a BME individual and there is that polarity and not being able to understand that and I don't think there is enough work to be that is put in in bridging that gap and I think that lack of role model really sort of deters us from wanting to involve ourselves with the government um, I think a lot of young people don't have a connection with the government or wanted to involve themselves within politics, especially in the education system where we're focused a lot on academia and wanting to sort of plough through our GCSEs and our A-levels. We don't get a lot of time to dwell over the sort of just the economy of our country and the welfare of our country. And in that sense, we're not very involved with politics and how our country is actually being run. My name's Phil Sam. I just said how the typical kind of person in government is the complete opposite of what we what we are sort of. It's like someone who's privately educated, someone who's from a middle class background, you know, someone who's like not an ethnic minority. That's what we typically see in government. So when we look at it, we don't really like these are the people that are making legislation that affects us, yet they don't represent us at all and they don't know what you know, they can't relate to us in any way. But we have to kind of go by their legislation. So it's like two completely different people. Um, my name is Ifat and I think that people who work in public services should be able to understand the local community they work for and in and be able to deliver on their on their job for people in the local community and be able to understand them well enough to do that well. Yeah, the police force. Yeah. I feel that they may stereotype people who they think are deviant or most more likely to be criminal and they may not, people are intimidated by them and they, I feel like they need to work on looking more presentable, more likeable and not scary because when I walk past, I live, my school is right near a police station and when I, when I see them on their horses I try to avoid them, I don't want to look at them because I'm, I don't want to be seen as maybe acting wrong or doing something wrong so that they might try to come to me to talk about it because I'm scared of them. My name is Shifa and adding on to what Ifat said, I feel like young people, especially young Muslim girls for example, when they're like surrounded by police they feel like the police is something that you should be able to go to for help and for like protection. A lot of people feel like they can't do that, they feel like they have to hide away from like from the government, from public services like the police because for some reason they're the ones doing wrong and it should be more there should be more communication and there should be more acceptance of different people and a lack of fear because fear is something that is driving the society which is a bad thing because a lot of people are living in fear and just hiding away and that shouldn't be the case it should be that we're coming forward and that public services are representing us and communicating with us and understanding us better my name is angela personally i think going to schools won't help because schools only like one set of mindset, one way of thinking. 
like if you go to a school and ask children to say something in front of a group of adults, a group of teachers, they're not going to say how they really feel based on the environment they're in because they're conditioned to think a certain way. They're not, you're not going to get the right result. That's just how I feel. My name's Christy. You would have to go, I guess, to where young people are. So not only schools, but social media, that is a, like a really big you know, platform that you could... And that way, with social media, you know, people can be anonymous as well, so they can say exactly how they really feel. Obviously, you're going to get some people who are going to overdo it, but um, a lot of people are going to say how they really feel and some of the struggles that they face. And a big, another big thing, I know I said this earlier, but actually going into communities where it's not so like, great and actually seeing how these people live and how their families survive and what they do on a daily basis so to actually know, OK, this is how this person you know, sees the world because we all live in this city, London, but all of us are living completely different lives and some people from you know like areas where I live are actually living quite kind of a similar life and that will be actually a really good a really good way to actually access young people and the thing is I feel like a lot of adults forget that they think that maybe when young people see an opportunity to actually better themselves they would run away or they'll go like we actually want like let our voices be heard we want to express ourselves and actually tell you know adults and people in power of what we can like what we actually want to see so that'll be like a really good way i guess to go into like areas where people aren't um at, who are actually facing the struggles that people talk about in the news all the time and actually see what they would actually like to be done and how they would approach things that's really, i think that's an amazing point i think that it comes back to a point we were just discussing on our table earlier about how every stabbing is just another statistic rather than actually looking behind the lives, the difficulties, blaming a lot, a lot of victim, a lot of victim blaming, to actually understanding how people are struggling and living their life. I think that's an excellent idea, an out, kind of like an outreach programme for us to get it. But we're going to need our army. I can't do it on my own with our team. This is why you will have to help us to be able to do that. Loads of ideas. Who's next? And my name's Nafemi. In terms of going into schools, I totally understand that teachers can have an impact on what students say, and that's like the Hawthorne effect. But what I would suggest is that if you are going into schools, you need to like get people like us to to get the school in. So like for example, I was initially thinking like my politics class, but we're all quite like minded. So you have to get like the year sevens and just see what they're really feeling like because those are like the most like raw answers you will get because they don't there's no filter if that makes sense they're not really thinking about how you think they're just going to say it how it is yeah. and then exclude the senior leadership team exclude them and just say like leave, leave it to us otherwise you're just going to hear the same things in the same places and they'll just give you the elite students yeah. which isn't really going to be that helpful good point so basically organize the conversations and then we get out the room yeah. including all the teachers and we let you, as our youth champions, run and lead these conversations. I love that idea. Thank you. My name's Michelle. So what I'm part of is NTS Regional Youth Board. And what they've done is they've chose 260 people out of 3,000 applicants to represent different areas. So there's, I think it was made of 20 different regions across the UK. I'm higher Meron. I think it's also, it's important to consider like the environments in which we do this. So with students either they have like a home to go to or sort of the school environment and 
like a really big emphasis that I want to place on is the fact that teachers like have such a significant role in sort of nurturing their children and also teaching them the value of an education and sort of the values of being a student and with that comes sort of cultural knowledge so I think teachers also need to be more informed of the things that are occurring within sort of the student environment and also sort of the younger generation so being more informed about sort of violence but also the so, sort of like different socio-economic factors that can influence. A little bit of a different part of the civil service dealing with parliament and parliamentary business so slightly different to what Phil was talking about but, but I think it would be quite nice Letha, to you to sort of talk about your journey into government and, and the civil service and what you've learned and how parliament and government in your experience is trying to connect better with young people yeah. and if you can listen through right to the end Talitha and I have just come to an agreement that I think you're going to absolutely love okay <laughs> so stay tuned first of all thank you very much for having me it's a real privilege to be here and also really interesting to catch your conversation I yeah that is an interesting statement to walk into the room with but don't judge all of government by me so really yeah I'm just here in a kind of personal capacity really just to talk about how I got into doing my job so I'm a deputy director in the cabinet office I work in a kind of central part of the cabinet office which kind of coordinates and brings things together with interests of kind of different departments but with a particular focus on kind of parliamentary business and the government's kind of legislative program wow my dream hi i'm lena and today has been amazing and i can achieve my dream because i've learned never to lose hope hi my name is erisa this evening was amazing as i heard so, from so many motivational speeches from the panel and from that i really believe in myself that i will achieve my dream Hi, my name is Marianne and I know my dreams are going to be achieved because I believe I have all the qualities needed to achieve my dreams and the sky is only the beginning. Hi, my name is Carol and my dream is to become my teacher. I know it will come true because through the speak of said, what you plan cannot go into what you think it will, but one day it will be achieved. So we've asked them to think of ways in which we can grow the conversation through their networks, through their schools, their connections. They've all got really good ideas and they've all got, they're already very well plugged in to some of their local communities. So they want us to do that. They also want to help us get going more on social media. So some of them are going to come back in and help us brainstorm or maybe, you know, take over our social media account for a day or an afternoon or maybe even more frequently to really grow this conversation out. So we've got some really good ideas tonight, some conversations that need to be had in schools. A really interesting question about whether those conversations will be better or or worse with their teachers there but and some really good suggestions that maybe we talk to their teachers too who they sense feel frustrated by the lack of conversation that they have even with governments and tonight I think they really appreciated that it's not just them that have that frustration the people they often blame like their teachers may also be sensing a similar disconnect so I think tonight they've come away with you know some really good ideas but I think really importantly a really much better understanding of what government is doing and also that government probably isn't as eight doesn't feel as alien to them tonight as it did before and having real people from Whitehall here talking to them about what life is like has probably made Whitehall seem that little bit more human tonight which was absolutely the goal. Thanks for listening to the CPI's Youth Champions podcast.